is found in the New Testament, the epistle of Paul to the church at Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 19. I'm going to uh, close my window so that you will focus on the word and not on me. Amen. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning with verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Thus ends the reading of God's holy word. I want to speak today on this Lord's Day, this Resurrection Sunday from the subject, If There Be No Resurrection, or you might say, If There Is No Resurrection. The Christian faith is not based upon opinions, but on facts. It was common in Paul's day, and it is certainly common in ours, to hear people say that, well, those are your views and these are ours. Whatever your views may be, is very insignificant. What really matters is what are the facts. We need to understand that our faith is based upon a firm foundation. It comes down to matters of fact. So today we pause to celebrate not our opinion, but the great facts of the gospel. And these are those facts. Number one, that God was incarnate in Christ Jesus. What do I mean God was incarnate in Christ Jesus? That simply means that God, the creator of heaven and earth, 
became a human being, that he lived here on earth. He lived a life of holiness. He lived a life of love. He died upon the cross for our sins. He was buried in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. And on the third day, he rose again from the dead. And after a while, he ascended to his father's throne, where he now sits. And all that shall come to him will come to him. And at a time of his father's own choosing, the dead in Christ will rise and come with him by virtue of their union with him. This is the gospel message. This is not merely my opinion. This is a fact. You know, history has a way of repeating itself. In the early church, there were those persons who began <clears throat> to dispute the fundamental and cardinal principles of the faith. <clears throat> there were those who believed that Christ did not actually rise from the dead. And this is why Paul wrote these words. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? In other words, Paul put forth a, a I guess you might call it an hypothesis. If Christ is preached that he rose from the dead, how are some of you saying that there is no resurrection of the dead? In other words, Paul is saying, if you say that Christ is not, if you say there is no resurrection, then you're saying that the Bible is a lie. Because the Bible declares that Christ was raised from the dead. If the Bible declares that he was raised from the dead, who are you or who am I to say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Follow his argument. If Christ was preached as having been raised from the dead, who can say there is no resurrection? And then he goes on in verse 13 to show you the, the pitiful conclusions that must come from this argument. If there is no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not raised. Christ can't be risen if there is no resurrection of the dead. We live in a world today where there are so many religions and so many teachings and we try to get along with people. And we have even in our own family members, people who have different persuasions, different viewpoints. But the resurrection of the dead and the resurrection of Christ is not optional. Anyone who does not believe in the resurrection of the dead is not a Christian. You can't be a Christian and believe that there is no resurrection. You can't be a Christian and believe that Christ was not raised 
from the dead. If there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. In verse 14, Paul says, if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. In other words, if Christ is not raised from the dead, this service that we have in the day is a waste of time. If Christ is still dead, if there is no resurrection, if when they crucified him on Calvary's hill, he did not come back to life again, we have no reason to worship today. We have no reason to celebrate if Christ is not risen. Preaching is in vain. And your faith is also in vain. Follow Paul's argument. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. If there is no resurrection, then we're all liars. If there is no resurrection, the Bible is a lie. If there is no resurrection, preaching is in vain. If there is no resurrection, your faith is also vain. When Paul wrote these words, he was talking to the church at Corinth, but he was also refuting the very practices and the very teachings that were prevalent in that day. Now, when people outside the church criticize the Bible, it doesn't really have the same significance for me that it does when those inside the church do. When people outside the church doubt the scriptures, it's only natural because they are unbelievers. But when the resurrection is doubted by those who profess to have faith in Christ, it is problematic. For if there is no resurrection, then Christ is not raised. One of the most fundamental truths of the Christian faith is the resurrection of the dead. Jesus told the Jews he said, Verily I say unto you that the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. My brothers and sisters, there is a resurrection of the dead. Every person that ever died will be raised from the dead. Every person that ever died will be raised and will hear the voice of the Son of God because the Father declared it to be so. The story then of Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection three days later is the central message of Christianity. Remove the resurrection from the scriptures and you may as well throw the Bible away. 
It's of little value. However, this is not the case. The Bible eloquently depicts the events leading up to and following the crucifixion. Christ entering to Jerusalem to the Last Supper to his descent of the Holy Spirit on the disciples. The Bible portrays that Jesus is the light of the world, that he came, he lived, he died, and he rose again. So Paul's argument, if there is no resurrection, Christ is dead. Verse 15 again, yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. Look at that verse. Paul is saying, when you say there is no resurrection, you are saying God is a lie. Because when we preach and when we teach and when we testify, We are saying what God said. God said that he raised up Christ and he could not have raised him up if there is no resurrection. If there is no resurrection, then we're all liars and more importantly, we're calling God a lie. But some might say, well, Pastor, that's just your opinion. Again, Christianity is not based upon opinions. It's based solely on facts. Paul proceeds with his argument. He goes on to say if there's no resurrection, then the apostles' preaching fails. In other words, if there's no resurrection, preaching is in vain. Christ is not raised. If there's no resurrection, why are we here? If there's no resurrection, why are we rushing back to the building? If there is no resurrection, what are we celebrating? If Christ was not raised, the apostles are liars. God is a liar. And a man who bears false witness usually has a motive for doing so. What motive would the early apostles have had for declaring that Jesus rose from the dead if he did not rise. I think that we don't always take Paul's argument and analyze it for what it has to say. If the dead rise not, then Christ is not raised. Were these men false witnesses? If they were, they were the most extraordinary false witnesses who ever lived. I don't know if you realize that the Apostle Paul at one time was Saul of Tarsus. He was a staunch persecutor of the Christian faith. He was one who determined in his mind and heart, I'm going to put an end to this thing called Christianity. He got on his beast and he was on his way to Damascus to put an end to this talk about Christianity and Jesus Christ being raised from the dead. But Paul later on explained that something happened to him on the road to Damascus. 
something happened to him that changed his life. And he put himself with the rest of the apostles and he said, if Christ be not risen, we have found false witnesses of God. Paul was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was one of the most intolerant members of the sect that he hated. He hated the Christian faith. And yet now here he is declaring that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. If there is no resurrection, our faith is nothing but a delusion. Your faith is also vain, and you are yet in your sin. Verse 17 puts it very succinctly. If Christ is not raised, your faith is vain, your sins are not forgiven. We are still in our sins. If Christ did not rise from the dead, we are believing a lie. Your faith is also vain. So Paul wants us to understand that we must believe in the resurrection of the dead and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If not, we are still in our sins. What then is the message today? What should this day hold for us? What should we be celebrating today? If there is no resurrection, all who are dead have perished. I remember growing up in Mississippi, and it's not because it was Mississippi. I'm sure the same was in Texas and California and Georgia and Florida, wherever you may uh, hail from. But look at verse 18. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ, <clears throat> are perished. We had a, a practice, and I say we. I didn't invent this practice, but it was very well understood in Mississippi where I grew up. You could talk all the noise you wanted to talk. You could say almost anything that you felt like saying. But the one thing that you could not do will say something about somebody's mother. Those were like fighting words. If you had the audacity to make some derogatory statement about someone's mother. And I might even add, in my case, even about my father. Paul says, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ a perish. If Christ is still dead, you're telling me that my mother, you're telling me that my father is still dead. You're telling me that I will never see them again. You're telling me that everything that my parents taught me was a lie. Now, many of us have beloved parents and friends who have died in the Lord. And we know that the full assurance of their faith was no mistake. I was raised by a mother and a father 
who believed that Christ rose from the dead. They believed that even after they were dead, that they too would rise again, just like the Bible said. Paul saying, if you say there's no resurrection, you are also saying that those who died in Christ have also perished. Paul wants us to understand that it gets real, real, real personal. Don't let somebody tell you that there is no resurrection. For if there's no resurrection, all of our hope is in vain. The songwriter said, and I agree, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Let's conclude by verse reading verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Paul is saying if the only hope that we have is in this life, we are some pitiful people. If the only reward I'm going to receive for putting my trust in Christ is what I'm receiving down here, I'm in bad shape. And so are you. If the only hope that we have is what we can expect down here, shame on us. If there is no resurrection, if there is no life after death, if Christ be not raised, then is our preaching in vain. Then is our hope in vain. Then is your faith in vain. If there is no resurrection, if there's no resurrection, we may well shut the doors to the church forever. But I thank God that there is a resurrection. I thank God that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He got up early that Sunday morning. He declared that all power in heaven and earth is in my hand. He said, I am he that was dead, but I'm alive forevermore and I have the keys. I have the keys. I've got the keys, he said. To death, hell, and the grave. I've got the keys. I have solved. I have overcome the greatest enemy called death. If there is no resurrection, we are.